Productions presents Laugh, Literature and Film. Broadcasting live from Flying Bull Production Studios, it's Laugh, episode 93, a wee laugh for the November 6th weekend. I am your host, Mr. Two Frames. Joining me in studios, as always, is the L-Train. How are you, sir? I'm very good. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy. I like it. We're in fall. We're starting to get some real good, solid releases now. The Indian summer is gone yeah. of movie releases. Yeah, uh, the slow time of September and October, sometimes you have bad weekends where nothing big gets released i feel all that's done last weekend said box office history for having uh, two movies in the top five for worst releases in the history for films released uh in over 2000 theaters you're talking about burnt and our brand crisis no wait was this two weeks ago gem and the holograms and rock the casbah yeah that was two weeks ago okay well they said box office history two weeks ago yeah, no, it, there have been some bad, bad releases. In yeah, October. Burnt had to make more than one point three million dollars. Didn't do terribly well. Four million, maybe. Wow. And what was the other one? Our, crisis. Our brand is crisis. Yeah. Is Sandra Bullock's worst opening ever. It beat out some movie from nineteen ninety six that she was in. Wow. Maybe uh, you shouldn't have a title like Crisis or Burnt. I wonder how it's many... ironically titled do you think anyone went to go see those thinking those were horror films because halloween weekend should have horror films being re- uh released no i no. don't think anybody did that no one got that. upset no because there was a people horror- may have been upset after they went to see it but i don't think that they went in there thinking it was going to be a horror film all right so uh this weekend november 6th what is kicking off the month of november in theaters well apparently this is going to break the trend of downward box office I think this is going to be a box office uh, juggernaut. The Peanuts movie. Life is always complicated for good old Charlie Brown. The boy who always tries his best against seemingly impossible odds. The little red-headed girl moves in next door. Charlie Brown finds himself smitten with her. As he deals with his feelings, his best friend Snoopy embarks on his own adventure in a fantasy world. As World War I flying ace, the lovable beagle pursues his nemesis, the Red Baron. I like those pizzas. Snoopy's also trying to win the heart of a beautiful pilot named Fifi in the movie. Yeah, there's a lot of love stories going on here. Sounds just like the comic strip. The negative critical reaction has that same point of view, that it's just sort of a recall of stuff from the uh, early 80s in the comics. So if you like the Peanuts, you'll like this. Yeah, it seems like that's what you would be going for. You're not going to go into a Peanuts movie to see Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing real original. I was surprised when I was doing research for this that this was the first Peanuts film being released in theaters in 35 years. And I thought, wait, they've done Peanut films before in theaters? And this is the fifth theatrical release. Boy Named Charlie Brown. Snoopy Come Home. Bon Voyage Charlie Brown. Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown. I think Bon Voyage is Bon, bon Voyage, Charlie Brown, and Don't Come Back. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That was, came I, out when I, I was a kid. I always thought these were like TV specials. I didn't realize that these got released in theaters and were fairly big deals. They did well. Well, that's because you're you're young. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Two Frames. These are the these are the cartoon movies of my youth. What do you think this does this weekend? How much? I don't know. It's 3,800 theaters, right? Mm-hmm. Mm, 25 million. I go over. I'm, I, I was thinking 27. Yeah, but you got the other big release coming out this week. So. I know, but this is rated G, so. 
right. I don't know. Uh, the other big release, of course, is Spectre, which opened about two weeks ago over in Europe. This is the James Bond film starring Daniel Craig in his fourth turn as James Bond. Uh, in this, a cryptic message from Bond's past sends him on a trail to uncover a sinister organization while M battles political forces to keep the Secret Service alive. Bond peels back the layers of deceit to reveal the terrible truth behind Spectre. Isn't this the plot of Mission Impossible Rogue Nation? Yeah. That's what I was thinking as you were reading it, because I, I don't know anything at all about this uh, movie, other than it's a James Bond movie. Yeah, it's James Bond, but... It's Mission Impossible 3, or 4, or 5, or whatever the last one is. Mission Impossible IV. Rogue Nation, so. Yeah, starring Daniel Craig, Christoph Waltz, Monica Bellucci, and Dave Bautista. Are you interested in seeing it? I mean, you've mentioned that it was one of your highlights, or right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to going to theaters to watch this. I think it'll be good on the big screen. Bond movies generally play well on, you know, a big canvas. I prefer them. What do you think I'll think? (laughs) <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what you like more this or mission impossible because you, you weren't too big on mission impossible i know you know what i thought about that yeah but you like director sam mendes i don't i do yeah american beauty yeah it's fine i we haven't talked i don't think we've ever talked about director sam mendes on the show road to perdition i like that all right i'm not too big on spider-man 3 or whatever he did or spider-man or the wonderful spider-man different director <laughs> The interesting Spider-Man? No, he didn't no. do any Spider-Man. He movies. didn't do any Spider-Man movies? No, you're thinking of Sam Raimi. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so far this has made $80 million, though. Well, they got the same name. Um, opening in 3,600 theaters. Does this win the box office, or does the crown go to the Peanuts movie? No, this will probably win the box office. It hits the key demographic, 18 to 35-year-old male. And they've been itching to go to a movie. I've been itching to go to a movie. This might break my drought. I don't think I've been to a movie in two or three weeks. In the theater, that is. You know, most of our audience is going, well, what's wrong with that? (laughs) I know, but I like it. You know the average person goes to less than three movies a year in theaters? I think the average student that I teach has seen less than three movies in their lives. (laughs) Except for film class. may seem like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've seen three movies in film class, but they haven't seen it outside of film class. It's amazing to me. It's incredible. What's <laughs> your movie count for the year up to? I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with it. It was at 147 or something when I stopped. But that was a couple of weeks ago. I got to go back and try to manufacture, remanufacture my list. I know you hit a cool half dozen this weekend. Yeah, I'm at 161. Which is why you were up all night grading essays. <laughs> all the grades are in the book. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Um, this uh, James Bond film, to get back to the discussion, originally they were talking about getting Christopher Nolan to direct it. Would that make you more excited to go watch a James Bond film? Yes. Yeah. You're pretty well, lukewarm yeah. on them. Yeah, I'm lukewarm on, I, I would say less than lukewarm on James Bond films, but I'm m- more than more than hot on uh, Christopher Nolan. As, if his brother wrote it with him, then I, yeah, I probably would be interested in seeing that. Like I said, we're probably going to have to see this anyway. Yeah, I say this is what we review on next week's show. Did you know that the, uh, what do you think the total box office adjusted for inflation of the 22 official James Bond films is? Six and a half billion. Twelve billion. Oh, wow. Well, you know how you adjust for inflation over time. It's hard to judge, but 
think this cracks an, or adds another billion to the to the kitty. This will easily make half a billion. But apparently, this is also the most expensive Bond movie to date. It costs over three hundred million by the time promotion advertising wow. is factored in. So there has to be a law of diminishing averages. You, you've got to get the price of these movies down. If it if it is derivative and unoriginal, and from what I've seen in the TV commercials, it sort of seems that way. And Daniel Craig hasn't really been pushing it as a... I mean, he's like finally glad to be over with the whole franchise. Could he be voicing the opinion of the audiences, and could this be the biggest flop of the year? No, I don't think this flops. If it's already made eighty million, it'll still do at least two hundred million US. I bet. Oh, I, I think the problem is everyone feels that this is Craig's last run as Bond, and the trailer seems to show a lot of CGI, a whole lot of computer graphic, green screen work. Right. And Bond movies, to me, always had a lot of practical stunt work, and that was one of the appeals when Daniel Craig started. Uh, doing the role of James Bond in Casino Royale, almost everything in that film was practical, or at least it felt that way. All right. Well, so do you know that Casino Royale was made three times? Yes. Do you know how many uh, screen James Bonds there have been? How many official ones? Yeah. Isn't he number six? No. Him? Nine. Nine? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're counting nine the... screen James Bonds. Uh, I asked official. You're counting like. What do you mean official? Yeah, they're officially yes. They were MGM bonds. Oh, okay. MGM is the one that decides whether or not James Bond is official. Yes. These guys. All right. Who are you counting? Well, I'm counting the what's listed here: Sean Connery, Roger Moore, George Lazenby, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Bronson, Daniel Craig, Barry Nelson. No, not official. David David Nevin. No. Uh, Christopher Casanova. Uh huh. And what's the last one on there? Uh, Bob Holness. He also voiced the character on radio. Nice. So, yeah, no, I I only recognize the MGM films. Wow, Didn't you're Con- the arbiter arbiter of uh, James Bond characters, pretty much. All right. Didn't uh, Sean Connery do a, a non MGM Bond movie where he played Jimmy Bond? <laughs> I have no idea. Did he play it without a wig? Apparently, he was wearing a wig in all of his James no, I'm Bond movies. Sure he was wearing a wig. All right. Uh, so if you go to theaters, we're t- saying go see Spectre because we're going to review it next week? Yeah, that's the plan right now. All right. Um, if you don't want to see Spectre, you don't want to see the Peanuts movie, what could you watch on the good old streaming? Well, if you can carve out a brisk 26 minutes, you should watch the pilot for Red Oaks on Amazon Prime. It's my Amazon Prime pick of the week. I've been avoiding this because it seemed like it was going to be unoriginal. And, in fact... It owes a lot to movies like Caddyshack and uh, The Flamingo Kid. Did you ever see that? It's pretty good. But it's equal parts Caddyshack, Flamingo Kid, and super bad. It's actually really funny. It it stars Craig Roberts as David, who's a young man studying at NYU and facing the prospects of following in his father's footsteps as an accountant. Jennifer Grey is in this. I like her. Yeah, you know, when you see her in movies, you're like, who is that? And then you find, oh, yeah, it's Jennifer Grey. And you're like, oh, wow. Didn't recognize that nose. Didn't recognize it. Uh, This is a pilot directed and created by David Gordon Green, along with uh, fellow co-creators Joe Gengemi and Gregory Jacobs. So is this part of the Amazon previews where they put out a bunch of pilots and see what people bite on? They did that last year, and then now the full season is 
playing on Amazon Prime. You can watch all 10 shows if you wanted to. Of Red Oaks? Of Red Oaks. (laughs) It's got Richard Kind in it. And uh, his father, you know, that was the voice of, I don't know, the imaginary character in Inside Out. Mm -hmm. Also stars Paul Reiser as Getty. He's sort of like playing the Judge Smales role from Caddyshack. But the... Best actor in the film, the best character in the in the series is played by Ennis Esmer, and it's this kid's boss is uh, named Nash. He's very naturalistic. He gets some of the best lines in the movie. I, I mean, in the show, it starts. All right, so you know, basically, when I watch a movie, if the first ten minutes grab me, then I'm in. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a half hour TV show, so you got to grab me within two and a half minutes. I figure that's my math. I'm the I'm the arbiter of TV show grabbing math. Mm-hmm. And if this this show grabbed me in the first two minutes, I was laughing at the first two minutes. That's good. And you've only seen episode one. I've only right? seen episode one. It was directed by David Gordon Green, who did Art Brandis Crisis and uh, George Washington, and a couple of other movies. I don't think he's directed any of the other uh, episodes, but the characters are set up with this first show, and it's I don't know. I, I I'm not afraid to spoil it because it's the first ten minutes or the first two and a half minutes, but. Richard Kind has a heart attack, and as he's dying, he tells his kid, don't do what what I did when I was a kid. I never loved your mother. <laughs> so it all sets up with that. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Pretty good characters. So yeah, that's my Amazon Prime. Pick of the week. I like it. Um, if you're going to head by the Red Box, you could pick up The Gift. Oh, okay. It's available in new release Give this yourself weekend. a gift. Yeah, and you could also listen to episode 70 where we review The Gift. This is the Joel Egerton directed and starring film. Also has Jason Bateman and Rebecca Hall. They play a married couple that moves back home. And Joel Egerton is the creepy neighbor, former high school friend of the Jason Bateman character who just won't leave them alone and is kind of creepy. This is the uh, one of the three movies that one of my kids has seen in the past. He was really scared by it. Yeah, I've heard some good stuff from people who've watched it. They really enjoyed it. It's not scary, though. Not sc- it, it, There's some tension. It's okay. a thriller. It, it's well done. It's, it's yeah, I, finely I crafted. I'm just surprised that it would scare a kid. Yeah. You know, it's you know, whatever, 14, 15-year-old. Uh, we're both pretty big on Joel Edgerton, so uh, yeah. go watch the movie and then go listen to episode 70 of Laugh. Yeah, man, Redbox. Uh, what do you have for Netflix? Well, one of the problems that I had with that film was the unnecessary dog tension in The Gift. That happens a lot in The Hunt, too. Oh. So this is my warning for my net pick. Is if you don't like that dog tension, which I don't, I hate it, then you can avoid The Hunt. Because uh, the dog is a fanny. The dog, yeah. It meets an ignominious end. And I don't mind spoiling it. Wow. Because you know it right away when you see that poor little doggy. Now, you've been wrong about other dogs lately in films this year. Yeah, but I'm not wrong about this one. Because <laughs> you've seen the movie. This All is right. my attack on on the it, the use of, of dog tension. So you're recommending a film but then saying don't watch it? No, just don't pay any attention to the dog. I skip past the, the parts with the dog. I right. didn't want to fall in love with the dog. <laughs> Kindergarten teacher Mads Mikkelsen, uh, Lucas. His world collapses around him after one of his students, uh, Clara, played by Annika Wetterkop, implies that he committed a lewd act in front of her. This is directed by Thomas Vinderberg, who uh, his most recent movie was his English language film, Far From the Madding Crowd. This is a Danish movie. So it was Denmark's entry into the Academy Awards for 
Best Foreign Film consideration in 2013. Uh, it didn't win. I think a movie called The Great Beauty from Italy won. But Mads Mikkelsen won for Best Actor at, at Cannes that same year. He won the Actor Award. Um, this movie is about what happens when children are ignored by society while simultaneously be, being given a great deal of power and control. It, it created more tension inside of me than almost any other movie I've seen this year except for Sicario. Like, uh, just because, I guess, it makes me realize how precarious my my profession is. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl is only six, I think, because he's a kindergarten teacher. The movie also ends with this powerfully ambiguous metaphor that I'm still struggling with, I'm still considering, so long after I've watched it. Interesting. Still makes me think about it. So is there any particular reason why you're recommending The Hunt this week on this episode? Yes, there is. Funny you should ask, Mr. Two Frames, because this week's episode, number 94, is going to be our review of The History Boys, which is a movie, but it was also a, a stage production that we saw over at the Little Theater of Norfolk this weekend, or this past weekend. Stars one of our uh, friends as the headmaster. Yeah, the registrar. The registrar. Uh, yeah, the registrar. He'll be joining us for the show, I think. Really uh, um, jazzed up to talk about it. And has some of the similar themes that are found in the movie The Hunt. So it's a very astute observation you made there, Mr. Two Fraves. I like it. So um, in review, we're saying go watch Spectre this weekend, right? We're saying you can take a pass on the Peanuts movie because you can just read the comet strip. If you head by the Red Box, we're saying go rent The Gift, starring Joel Edgerton. And we reviewed the film back on episode 70. Uh, Lusk is saying go watch uh, on Amazon Prime Red Oats. Yes. Start with episode one. You can watch the whole series, all 10 episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And if you have Netflix, go watch The Hunt. It'll set you up for episode 94, where we review The History Boys. Thank you for joining me, L-Train. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, there be dragons. Hawks and Bowden. And we're going to be guests, or... And we're going to be what? Uh, and on the show, we're going to be joined by the Registar. I already said Institute. that. Yeah. <laughs> this is review. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, I've lost my spot completely. So just wrap it up. All right. Well.